0: Welcome. One, 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 one gram. Welcome to the
1: One Gram Army Podcast. Thank you for listening to my daddy's stupid podcast. And remember, his head is full of doo doo, so don't listen to anything he says. Generals, welcome to the One Gram Army Podcast. I am Graham, master of scaramonies. Oh, that's something I should have done you know I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make an effort to do that this month as this month will be all Halloween themed episodes one of my favorite times of year. Uh, gonna be kind of a quick one today. Uh, no Tony, no guest just me and you and I'm gonna be talking a little bit about some things you can do to improve this time of year to get yourself in the festive spirit. Of Halloween, which I think is very important. Um, Globally, almost every culture has some sort of day or time in which they celebrate slash mock death. And I think it's, I think it's an important tradition and I like it in the Western world that we do it now and then we have Thanksgiving and then we have Christmas that we sort of celebrate the death of summer and recognize our own mortality and do creepy things in the run-up to the parts of the holiday season where we try to be kinder to one another and uh you know just be thing find things you're thankful for etc etc but I think that this is one of my favorite times of year we used to get into quite a bit of mischief when I was a lad this time of year uh not that I necessarily encourage it but I also don't necessarily discourage it as long as no one gets hurt It's all in good fun and it's a great way to, like I said, bring in the holiday season. But so for this episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about movies that you must add to your Halloween watch list. Uh, This is, I'm not, uh, I I grew up a huge fan of horror movies. I've seen an obscene amount of horror movies. I remember when I was but a lad, uh, Friday the 13th, I think it's the, I think it's part eight. Is Jason Takes Manhattan, and I think that was the first real like horror slasher movie I ever saw, and I was way too young to have seen it. I was exposed to it by a babysitter I had, and it was definitely my first foray into wanton violence and nudity, and the strange, mm, the strange sort of moral lessons that you learn from slasher movies that obviously were explored in greater detail in the Scream franchise. But it was my first exposure to that, and as a result of that having warped my tiny little mind, I became interested in special makeup effects and gore and how they make those things look the way they do, which took me down a bit of a rabbit hole in the world of special effects makeup. I used to read Fangoria. It's sort of a lost art. You see it a a lot more now in shows like The Walking Dead. And some shows have brought back and movies have brought back the use of prosthetics. And they only use CGI to enhance the special effects. But for a long time, it was just all CGI there the last few years. And it's also sort of a shame because The Walking Dead is one of the worst television programs in history as far as the storytelling and character development are concerned. But the zombie stuff is second to none, top flight. The people who uh, are in charge of the special makeup effects on that show are second to none. So if that's a show you enjoy, obviously that's a given you can enjoy that, but I also recommend the Friday the 13th series, but st- sticking with zombies, the first zombie movie I saw and a movie that I watch every year on Halloween, and I guess that was where I was going with that, was I was going to say, I don't, I don't watch a lot of horror movies or gory films outside of this time of year. I kind of like to pile them all in this time of year, and I think it's a fun way to celebrate the spooky time of year. So I always start Halloween season with the original Night of the Living Dead. You can't get enough of that movie. It's a Very independent film directed by George Romero, who basically went on to invent and uh, construct the entire zombie genre. Without George Romero, you really don't have those kind of zombies. Before that, a lot of movies dealt, when they dealt with zombies, they dealt more with like the Caribbean-style zombies, the people who had a spell put over them, and they were... Sort of human slaves to some sort of witch doctor or shaman, whereas the idea of the dead rising from the grave and slowly shuffling about the countryside and consuming the people they come across, uh, credit to that largely goes to George Romero. Um, If you have anything you'd like to add to this list, or if you feel like I'm uh, blowing it on my facts here of movie history, if there was some sort of zombie film that predates Night of the Living Dead that had a greater impact on you, don't forget, you can always leave a message at 847-665-9238. That's the hotline. Uh, You leave a message, you change the world. But moving forward, yeah, so you got to start with the original Night of the Living Dead, one of the first films released in 1968, one of the first films with an african-American star a male star sort of as the lead role and it's it's awesome and it's terrifying and it's it's just always this sort of uh this tension that permeates the entire film and it sort of explores this idea of how the sort of silly racial and racist and sexist, systemic issues of the time were broken down in this survival situation. It's actually, in this movie, if you consider the time in 1968, there's a scene where a black man slaps a hysterical white woman, which I'm sure was not received well in certain parts of the country by certain people. But that's also part of what makes it such a phenomenal film. So that's definitely got to be on your list. It's a classic. It was made on a shoestring budget. Actually, if you watch the movie, a lot of the people playing zombies are people who invested in the film just because there was so little margin for error when it came to the spending. But it's an absolute classic. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. It's in black and white. Don't be a baby, though. You got to check that out. And then you can, and then the series expands from there. After *Night of the Living Dead*, you have *Dawn of the Dead*, where the heroes of the movie are trapped in a mall. That's a fantastically underrated film too. Uh, I think that's the first time you see George Romero work with Tom Savini, who was the special makeup effects artist on that film. Uh, some great gore in that movie, and I don't know if it's the lighting or the filters or the way the prosthetics and makeup are on, but that movie has the brightest red paint-colored blood. I've ever seen in a movie when there's ever, there's a prosthetic or guts being torn apart. The blood is this, it looks like red paint. It looks like it's almost the color of like a brick red paint. And it does, it adds like a campy element to it. And it's a, it's a great movie. It has alternate endings. If you can get a hold of the DVD with all the special features. And I, I would imagine probably a lot of those alternate endings and things are on uh, YouTube at this point. But when I was younger, I just couldn't get enough of all the behind-the-scenes stuff and how they put it together. And then that rolls you into the Day of the Dead, which as a movie isn't quite as good. The acting is not quite as good. Uh, but I believe also, again, that's Tom Savini. The special makeup effects in Day of the Dead, though, are really top flight. It's a really... It's one of the first zombie movies they really went whole hog on the budget for the special effects. And there are some great ones in there. There's a doctor where he's got a zombie chained to a table and he's essentially disassembled his head all the way down to just his eyes and the brain. And it's still sort of moving and shaking on the table. Uh, there's also a great, there's also some great stuff in that movie too. Cause there's a, there, it's like a army unit that's in a bunker underground. One of those old like cold war storage bunkers and they're hiding out in there and there's a, you know, an evil military guy and sort of the liberal uh, white lady lead character and a and a crazy doctor scientist. They uh, it, there's a zombie that sort of begins to think a little bit. That's the first when he starts toying with that idea. But that one's fun to watch. It's not a must see necessarily. And then Land of the Dead from 2005. Obviously that was a huge leap. There's 20 years between Day of the Dead and Land of the Dead. I, I love Land of the Dead. It's got John Leguizamo in it. It's the it, they really open up the idea of like a alpha zombie that's more aware of his surroundings than other zombies it's sort of this dystopian future where um the the there's been a large city has been built by sort of this maniacal greedy man who wants to control everything and who played him hold on one second yeah that's right yeah Dennis Hopper plays the leader of this city. This has to be the largest budgeted George Romero zombie movie of all time. And I don't know how it did in the box office or how it was necessarily received by Other people, but it's fantastic in the line of those movies, and I really enjoy it. And actually, interestingly enough, uh, Asia Argento, who's been in the news recently for Me Too stuff that I'm not necessarily going to get into, she was one of the people who accused Harvey Weinstein, and then she herself was accused of sexual impropriety with a young man on a movie set blah 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 but so she's entered the news recently which reminded me one of the other cool sort of threads that runs through these movies is Day of the Dead the movie in the 70s where they're stuck in the mall the music in that movie is widely famous and was remade refamous by Shaun of the Dead cuz they used the music at the end of that movie um and the gentleman who made the move music for that movie is actually Asia Argento's father, which I think is how she ended up in Land of the Dead once she was grown and she was doing larger acting roles. So all that kind of comes full circle, and that's super fun. And then really the rest of the movies in that series, you've got Diary of the Dead, which is almost unwatchable, and Survival of the Dead, which is equally... Terrible, which is kind of sad too, because we lost George Romero last year. uh, Back when this was the Sports with a Capital F podcast, I think it was around episode 50 when I found out I did a bit of a tribute episode and Griff was here, but I had just found out, so it was pretty loosey goosey and not quite as well structured as this tribute to George Romero. So you have to add some or all of these movies to your holiday watch list. Uh, You're not missing anything, though, if you miss out on Diary of the Dead or uh, survival of the dead. I also recommend staying away from the 1990 remake of Night of the Living Dead. It it is one of those movies that's almost so bad it's good, but it just, it really is bad. Um, The only redeeming quality of it is Tom Savini, who uh, has done just innumerable amounts of phenomenal special makeup effects, actually directs this movie and I think George Romero had a hand in writing that too but it, it's not very good uh, but the gore is pretty solid and Tom Savini uh, leaves no opportunity unturned to expose you to his craft Um and then obviously you know I'm, I'm always sort of torn because you can only watch so many movies over the over Halloween unless you just have nothing to do and you lock yourself in the, your room and you want to Warp Yourself. But I love the Friday the 13th movies. Jason's my favorite of all the slashers. If you're talking about Leatherface, Freddy, um, Michael Myers, Pinhead, any of them. Jason's tops to me. I love the Friday the 13th movies. So of those films, the one I recommend, obviously you want to see the first one. It's a low-budget movie. Jason Voorhees isn't the killer. Uh, it's his mom. It's a very different—the It's it, the whole series becomes very different As you go through there. So you can take two, three, or four, really, as you you like. I like part five. I like the new beginning. It's kind of an interesting play on how Jason keeps coming back to life. Seven's okay. Obviously, I have a special place in my heart for eight because that was the first one I saw. Jason Takes Manhattan is a pretty funny one. And then Jason Goes to Hell is cool, too, because Jason Goes to Hell is sort of the first... At the very end of that movie, when Jason is vanquished, um, his mask is laying on the ground. At the end of the movie, Freddy's hand comes out of the ground and drags Jason's mask down into hell, which was a sort of precursor to the uh, eventually the Freddy vs. Jason movie that came out, which in 2003, which I also like. I thought it was a little weird how at the end when they brought Freddy into the real world, he was fighting Jason with like Kung Fu moves and stuff, but you want it to be fun over being realistic, but that one's good. Jason X, where he's in space, classic, gotta have it. There's a great scene in that movie where he dunks a woman's face into a tub full of liquid nitrogen, her face freezes, and then he smashes her face on the counter. It's uh, pretty cool. So I like those, but I would I would cherry pick those because otherwise there's like 40 hours worth of movies to see there, and I think you would be turned off. The uh, and also a good segue into the next series that I recommend is uh, the Evil Dead series uh, starring Ash, direct all those directed by Sam Raimi. It's a those those are cult classic films. So I always like to tread carefully when I talk about them because I'm definitely one of those people who thinks Army of Darkness is better than all of them which is sacrilege to that community, pun intended. Um, But in that, you know, those movies involve just this guy, Ash, and he comes across this book called The Necronomicon, and he reads from it and unleashes all this evil. And there's these things that are sort of like zombies, but really they're deadites, which means like a person has been possessed by this evil. And actually there's a scene in Jason Goes to Hell where the director did a bit of a, an homage, if you will, to the, uh, evil dead series where you see a copy of the Necronomicon and it's essentially inferred that Jason Voorhees is actually a one of a kind of deadite from the evil realm, from the evil dead movies, which obviously wasn't explored in any of the earlier movies, but it's definitely a fun bit of, uh, homage there between the series. But yeah, you gotta love the evil dead movies. They're campy as hell. They're great. Bruce Campbell is a goddamn legend. And I also, a much lesser known Bruce Campbell movie that you must see uh, has him and Ozzie Davis in it. It's called Bubba Hotep, where Bruce Campbell and Ozzie Davis play two men who are both in a retirement facility somewhere in the South. And Bruce Campbell is Elvis. Uh, The storyline goes that he sold being Elvis to another guy. And then he just sort of faded into obscurity. And then Ozzie Davis Uh, believes himself to be John F. Kennedy and an ancient mummy comes to life and terrorizes this retirement community. It's fantastic. It's great. It's campy. It's super well-written. Again, Bruce Campbell's awesome. And then if you're going to pile in some more Bruce Campbell stuff, the Ash versus Evil Dead series that was on Showtime's now on Netflix, I finished them all. They're great. It's awesome. Add it to your list. And so I will do more of these sort of quintessential lists of halloween movies to see but I felt like since I was by myself today it would be a good time to kind of get this one out of the way but there will be much more halloween stuff going on next weekend a video with Tony I have have a very special guest host of the podcast next week that I hope you enjoy there'll be a video and everything it's all going to be part and parcel to one another and uh I don't know. I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to this time of year. It's one of my favorite times of year. And I encourage everybody to go out and trick or treat, get the people in your neighborhood together. Nobody trick or treats anymore. Everybody's scared. So maybe you get everybody in your neighborhood together and you all agree that the kids can get out and walk around and trick or treat. Cause I think that's important. I think it's an important time of the year. I think for grownups and teenagers and people without children, it's also a great time of year to go back and look at some more scary movies. There's so many, there's Alfred Hitchcock movies and blah, 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 but we'll, we'll get into more of those in uh, later episodes. I do have to wrap this up. I got a bunch of stuff I need to do. Uh, but also I'd like to introduce though, what I'm going to start doing is going back now that I've done enough podcasts. Uh, I'm going to try to most episodes go back and play a classic episode. And until there's enough episodes of One Graham Army, there'll be classic episodes or clips from when this was the Sports with a Capital F podcast. And I'm going to start ending podcasts with those because there's a lot of entertainment value in some of those older podcasts uh, that if you didn't hear, you couldn't suffer through the entire episodes of those older podcasts. At the end of these newer ones, you'll get a little clip. And so this week, I will be playing the Power Rankings, which was a game we used to play on Sports with a Capital F that I may bring back to One Graham Army because it was always fun. It's always a good exercise. We would take three random words and then sort of rank them in order arbitrarily to their value to whatever. The The rules of the game were never very clearly laid out by me, but it was always fun and people always enjoyed it. So this is a clip of me and Fleeski doing a sports with a capital F power rankings on Halloween last year. This is from episode 72 called Dia de los Deportes, which... It was a joke that I don't think landed but that's what most of my jokes do that's what I'm doing here so enjoy this and thank you for listening don't forget the number of the hotline is 847-665-9238 I'd love to hear some from other people about their Halloween traditions how maybe it's changed now that they have kids things they did when they were a kid weird costumes they may have worn we're going to talk about costumes and all kinds of fun stuff next week uh, but so enjoy this clip from a podcast from, I believe it was last year. Let's take a look here. Uh, yeah, October of 2017. So enjoy this. There'll be more of this in the future. And thank you again for listening. Good night, everyone. Hey. You know, it's a man listening. who carries his message everywhere with him. He does it. Yeah. Godspeed to you wherever you are, G Cutler. All right. Power rankings. <laughs> Let's get through these. <laughs> Airship. Airship. Okay. Like I'm assuming okay. like blimps and balloons. Jellyfish. Jellyfish, we know. Jellyfish I fucking hate though. jellyfish. Yeah. All right,
0: and control. Oh, control is number one for sure. Because if you have control of the airships, you can control the jellyfish too by dropping shit in the water, and you got yep. everything. Yep. You and you're, everything. and
1: you're literally as far away from the jellyfish as you could possibly be. As
0: possible. Yep, that's true.
1: In an airship. Yeah. No, this one was pretty I easy. I thought it was almost in order, like backwards.
0: Yeah. With jellyfish, I, I I don't fuck with jellyfish. You can't even see them in the water, really, and they'll just come up and sting you. Like I see them all the time, like dead on the Oregon coast when you go up there. Oh, no yeah. thank you.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. too, that, that that thing about ammonia neutralizing the sting where they tell people to pee on each other, you know that's not accurate? Yeah. Like, that's not true? I don't
0: think it is. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. somebody told me. But if I had the opportunity to piss it. on somebody, I would take advantage. Yeah,
1: see, the first time I saw it. I got you, buddy. It, yeah, I saw it happen when I was in Hawaii, when I was still in the service we were there for a few days and I was down by the beach and a girl got stung by a jellyfish. And like some dude went around the side of a building and peed into a seven 11 cup and poured it on her leg. And I remember being like, you know, I've heard that before, but that totally sounds like something someone once told a tourist somewhere where they have jellyfish. Cause he was exactly. like, I bet, I bet you a exactly. hundred bucks I can get these guys to piss on each other. <laughs> 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 One of those yeah. guys grew up to be Johns Hopkins or something. And fucking that's why we all think it's okay to pee on each other. If you get. <laughs> it's for the regular sports with capital podcast. We like to it that it's not okay to pee on anybody ever It's even if it's with their consent, that's fine to consenting adults, peeing on each other or whatever. But just generally it's not like a, it's not a, uh, not a medical procedure. No, pissing on your buddies. unless
0: she's into golden sh- unless she's into golden showers, then it's yeah. quite all right.
1: You know, I you know, spiritual. I've never, I've never had in all the disgusting things I've engaged in, I've never had a woman ask me for that, and I don't know that I would.
0: uh I w- wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Maybe after I had sex with you, because I'm not going to have sex with you after yeah, I just pissed a- yeah. on you. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't set. Yeah. Say, yeah. Well, it, yeah, yeah.
1: it reminds me of a brief anecdote. If you have a moment, about a woman I yeah. once knew who was having sex with that same guy we talked about, Grant, and she was kept telling him to <laughs> to like hit her, right? And he was telling me that when he was doing it, when he started slapping her, it really wasn't like sexual at all. It was just hysterical, and it was you know, <laughs> <laughs> <just>
0: like, man. <laughs> We need to get that grant guy on the show, man. Yeah, he's interesting. He's got we a need lot, to get, I need to lot meet of interesting this
1: <laughs> stories, but he did <laughs> tell me that one time about how he was like smacking this girl. And he just said, he was like, he totally lost interest in sex. And then was like, Oh, well this could go sideways and stopped. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. Just that's asking what. me to hit you. Yeah. But that's how I feel like maybe, but even then, like, I just don't know if I can have someone yourself. walking around in my house who I've pissed on, you
0: know? No, yeah, no, no, not at all. I, well, I'm not pissing on anybody in my house because no. I'm not set up to to pee on people in my house. Like, my house is not set up. It's not set up for anybody <laughs> peeing on it. <them. laughs> it's <laughs> like,
1: not watertight. Yeah, yeah, I don't have rubber sheets or any of that. Yeah, I got carpet. Yeah. I got carpet.
0: I yeah, carpet. That should. is. Yeah.
1: The only thing you could yeah. do is put your face in the toilet, and even then, like, there's splash, and I don't know. Let's just not do that.
0: Let's just not. No, yeah, no, it seems like too much trouble.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'll see about, How about that IP guy, Grant, I... on Grant, this, on, this, on the podcast. I know most of his stories, though, and I think that I've discovered a really effective way of telling his stories by saying his name is Grant, and he's some other
0: guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you should I think you should have like a two minute Grant session every every week and yeah. just give us an insight on how Grant's living.
1: You know, I the whole time we've you know been what? doing this podcast, I've really reserved Grant, you know. Like I really have <laughs> made an effort to not tell Grant's stories, but I have been thinking recently that he's got some good ones and his story should be told.
0: All right, well we'll, well, we'll catch up with those for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, well, so happy Halloween, everybody. Did you have anything else? <laughs> 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 that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. I think
0: I should say, man.
1: All right, everybody. Well, everybody, uh, everybody. Hey, everybody. We're done here. And we had we did a good one here. <laughs> happy Halloween to everybody. <laughs> Be safe out there. Don't go throw eggs at people, and also watch out for people who may be throwing eggs at people. I'm Graham. He's Nick. We're at Cap F Sports everywhere. Sports with a capital F. Blah 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 blah. blah Good night. Welcome. One
0: Graham. One Graham. Welcome. To the- one Graham Army
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome. One, one, one Graham. Welcome.
1: One one gram,
0: Welcome. One, 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 one gram, Welcome to the... one gram, one gram, one gram, one gram,